Have you ever wanted to name a star after yourself? Well, I have some fun news to share. <laughs> I'm reviewing here is partnering with an organization that cannot help you at all with this request. Sorry. I'm reviewing here. Oh, why, hello, everybody. I hope that you're having a very pleasant day. If you had a day already and it's the evening, I hope you had a good day. Past tense, very important. <laughs> All right, uh, let's cut to the chase. Hi, everybody. My name is Matthew Bussey, and I'm your host of I'm Reviewing Here. I am watching and reviewing Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. They announce... Every 10 years, the greatest movies of all time. This started in 1952, and last year, do the math, was 2022. So that means, how many years has passed since then? I don't freaking know. Anyway, I'm very interested in today's movie. Because it's a movie that is so well-known and famous. And you know what? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know, like... If something's wrong with me or if, you know, my my reasoning for it all is, is logical, but who the hell knows? Oh, brother. You know, like, movies, too, it, it, it's... The thing with movies, and, like, I've said this a lot, and I won't, I won't dwell on it for too long, but, you know, watching it on your computer screen, watching it on your TV, it's not the freaking same. Like, right now, I'm... I'm uh, when is this episode coming out? May? Wait, is it June yet? Oh, no, May 31st. Oh, yeah, end of May. Okay, so the Cannes Film Festival will be over, but I'm reviewing this while the Cannes Film Festival is going on, and I have so much FOMO, it's painful, because I've never been to the Cannes Film Festival. And I say this because, like, to go to a festival like that and, like, watch a movie like the movie I'm going to talk about today, I would probably like it a lot more, honestly. Honestly, because the experience is so much better, you know? So it's, like... Uh, it's hard. It's it, it gets difficult, you know. You know, there's a movie that I could not review that is playing at this theater in Philadelphia in like a few weeks, I think, and I might actually go see it. Yeah, I might do that. The Cannes Film Festival, though, oh my God. Like, on my bucket list. Well, it's my two favorite things, movies and France, and like, why I ever get to go there. But what's really annoying me is that I can't read about this festival because everyone is trying to make like a story out of Johnny Depp being there and his movie Jean Dubarry opening the festival. I cannot, like, every. This is what just. I'm not going to rant. I'm going to try not to, but. This is so ridiculous how everybody is trying to make a story out of no story. There is no story to this. There is no story. Johnny Depp went to the Cannes Film Festival to open up his movie, and his director, Mae Wen, that's her name, she was there too. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. They presented their movie. These stupid reporters asked uh, Brie Larson a really awkward question, and she, you know, very awkwardly responded because she was uncomfortable with it. And that's not news. There's no story to any of this. Johnny Depp went to trial last year. Come on, we all watched that trial. He alleged that his ex-wife used to, you know, assault him. And guess what? It's done. It's done. You know? Neither of them won. He had to pay her money too. But it's done. Let's move on, okay? Let's just focus on his movie now, all right? But no, every single goddamn reporter has to make it about, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Johnny Depp is there. Oh my... Nothing happened at the festival. Nothing happened. Oh, it just drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I'm going to get into the movie, I swear. And I say this I say this in every episode. I'm going to get to the movie. I'm going to get to the movie. But, you know, 
I don't know. Reporters, everybody is just looking for clickbait. 2023 summed up in one word, clickbait. 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016. One word, clickbait. It's even been going on for longer than that. Thank you, Perez Hilton, for creating that. Ugh, I'm not a fan of Perez Hilton. Alrighty, let's get into today's episode. You know, today's episode, I guess, kind of relates to what I just said because it has to deal with scandal and Hollywood and actors and 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 scandal. I said that already. Today, I am reviewing one of the most famous Hollywood movies of all time. It is called All About Eve. She's a girl of so many interests. Pretty rare quality these days. A girl of so many rare qualities. So she seems. So you've pointed out so often. So many qualities so often. Her loyalty, efficiency, devotion, warmth and affection, and so young. So young and so fair. Eve. My understudy. Didn't you know? Of course I knew. Just slipped your mind. Find out. Only thing. What I go after, I want to go after. I don't want it to come after me. Don't get up. And please stop acting as if I were the queen mother. I'm sorry I didn't... Outside of a beehive, Margot, your behavior would hardly be considered either queenly or motherly. You're in a beehive, pal, didn't you know? We're all busy little bees, full of stings, making honey day and night. Aren't we, honey? Very touching, very academy of dramatic arts. That bitter cynicism of yours is something you've acquired since you left Radcliffe. That cynicism you refer to, I acquired the day I discovered I was different from little boys. Ah, come on, get up. I'll buy you a drink. I'll admit I may have seen better days, but I'm still not to be had for the price of a cocktail. Like a salted peanut. <laughs> What's so funny? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Everything. Everything's so funny. <laughs> about Eve. So, my listeners, once upon a time, I was a little boy. Yeah. And I used to study movies all the time, and I remember this movie showed up everywhere. It popped up everywhere. All the Google searches I did, all these film lists that I looked at, All About Eve was always there, and I never got what the big deal was. Because, you know, like, if you saw, a, like, a poster of King Kong, it's like, oh, oh, okay, this is going to be, like, an epic action adventure with a big gorilla with a, you know, a crush on a little human woman. And, you know, I don't know, you saw a poster for, like, uh, Casablanca, and you were like, oh, well, that's, that's a romance. All About Eve, I never, like, as a kid, before I had seen the movie, I never got it. I didn't understand it. What is this really about? And, you know, I used to ask my parents, too, and they were like, well, it's not really what... We didn't really, I don't know, it's not really, we don't really know what it's about. We, I saw it once. My mom is more into, like, older movies than my dad, and my mom didn't even really know the plot, so it wasn't even, you know, one of her favorite movies. But 
I didn't get it because in every poster, it was just all of these actors, these really, uh, you know, like crystal clear actors with really nice skin, like posing for this, this poster. And, and I, I think that like the tagline for the poster is like, it's all about women or, you know, there's something wrong with Eve. And I just, but then it's, everyone's like smiling and I didn't get it. It was, it was like a real enigma for me. I did not understand it. And this movie was huge. This movie was nominated for 14 freaking Academy Awards. It won a bunch of them. It won Best Picture. It won Best Director for Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Uh, it won Best Supporting Actor for uh, George Sanders, who plays a big part in this movie. Uh, and, and yeah, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. I remember, though, you know, when Netflix was born and you used to get DVDs in the mail. Uh, oh, my God. Do you remember the excitement of getting them in the mail? I would, like... I would scream in a good way. Oh, I kind of miss that. I like, uh, yeah. Meh, things change. Anyway, I got all about Eve in the mail. I think I was in high school and I finally watched it and I, I hated it. I really didn't like it. As a kid, like I saw it when I was in high school and, you know, I would always watch movies in my room at night, like when the parents went to bed and, and I would have it on, on low, you know, low volume. And I didn't get it. I was so bored by it. That was the main thing. I was just bored out of my mind. And I hadn't seen it since. I really hadn't until just a few days ago. And I hate to break it to you, but I still don't like it. And I'm shocked that I don't like it. I really, really am. I think that All About Eve has a great story. It has fantastic dialogue. It has great characters, great performances. It is a very, very Hollywood, old Hollywood movie. When I say old Hollywood, I mean it's all very, very theatrical and very, very uh, histrionic. And, and you know, the, like the blocking is so clear and obvious and the dialogue is just so theatrical. I can't think of any other word but theatrical. It feels like a play, you know, and there, was a, there are a lot of movies back then that were like that. And All About Eve... All these years later, I'm more mature now. You know, my balls have dropped and I'm older. I'm a man. I'm not a little boy anymore. And I still just don't really get the big thing about this movie. I think this is very controversial, but I have to announce it. I think All About Eve is a little overrated. Cue the psycho theme. I was going to add that sound effect, but I'm too lazy. Yeah, I think it's a little overrated. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. No, no, no. It's, 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 um, I think, oh God, how do I say this? You know, this is a movie that I think substance wise, substance, you know, style and substance, substance, it's all there and it's great style. I feel like there's none of it in this movie. None of it. I don't get it. Critics will disagree with me. People will disagree with me. I don't think that there's style in this movie. And with this plot, it deserves so much style. It really, really does. Because it's a fun plot. It's a really fun story. It's a... How do I describe All About Eve in one sentence? Ooh. A comedy drama satire about divas. Yeah. That's kind of the right way to describe this movie. It is. It's not a full-on drama. There's there. It's kind of like a light heart. Well, not light heart. That's not the right word. It's it's a light movie, but it deals with you know heavy themes. But it's like age appropriate. It's not like I don't know. 
There's no death in it or anything like that. This is a movie all about Hollywood, and it's about how people are really manipulative and conniving in Hollywood, and how divas and rich people, rich white people, that is, especially in old Hollywood, you know, they are just so over-the-top outrageous and dumb and stupid and not really likable, but you can kind of sympathize with them, but you kind of can't because they're just not likable because, you know, they're just doing everything they can to get to the top and all about Eve like that that plot the, the plot of all about Eve I think really inspired a lot of other movies like honestly and don't laugh but like showgirls is partly inspired by all about Eve I mean it though in showgirls uh which uh uh regrettably you know unforgivably is not on say and sounds less you know Elizabeth Berkeley's character Nomi is a showgirl and she's trying to get to the top. She wants to be, you know, the understudy. She wants to be the head of Goddess, this big uh, topless naked show in Las Vegas. And Crystal, played by Gina Gershon, you know, she's the head of it. And there's a lot of all about even showgirls. You know, it's a movie that is very, very uh, topical because I feel like this happens all the time in Hollywood and in, in the arts, you know? I don't really know. I mean, I acted in high school. I wasn't this crazy trying to get the lead role and anything, but I don't know, maybe there still are people out there. I think that's why All About Eve is, to this day, is just so, it's impacted so many people. And, you know, look, to, to sympathize with the movie, I can understand why when it came out, it was probably a huge deal, because this is a movie that also, it's kind of similar to Singing in the Rain. Sing, All About Eve came out in 1950, Singing in the Rain came out in 1952. They're both similar in that they deal with Hollywood and they literally kind of I mean all about Eve is a little more satirical I think than singing in the rain singing in the rain is you know it's musical but but they both mention real life like Hollywood actors at the time you know all about Eve they mentioned Gregory Peck they mentioned Barbara Stanwyck they mentioned Arthur Miller these were all people at the time that were like everybody knew about them you know so that was a really big deal for an old movie like this for them to actually mention real live, you know, actors. Yeah, I get it. It's a big deal. Does that make this movie absolutely unforgettable and incredible and amazing? No, I don't think so. I have just seen better movies in, in my in my day. So what is the big deal with All About Eve? What is this weird, strange, strange looking like elite looking movie what does it all look like what is it about what's what's the big deal what's the 411 wait is that phone repair i forgot i always get that mess mixed up no it's 411 yeah like in the parent trap when she goes do you want the 411 and then meredith goes what's the 411 okay anyway all about eve is uh, well first of all this was based on a short story called the wisdom of eve it was a short story that was actually published in cosmopolitan in 1946, just four years before this movie came out, it was written by uh, this woman named Mary Orr. And the movie is very much inspired by this. Now, uh, Mankiewicz, excuse me, he was this big, uh, he comes from this big lineage of directors, producers in Hollywood, you name it. Uh, he directed a lot of other famous movies. He was a big producer too, but he directed movies like, uh, oh God, what was it? Oh, Cleopatra was a big one. Oh, God, I did not like Cleopatra. It's like five hours long. Uh, Guys and Dolls is another big, uh, you know, famous musical. Sleuth is a really underrated movie starring uh, Laurence Olivier, Michael Caine. That was like his last movie that Mankiewicz did. But he wrote and directed this. It's a story that has a lot of characters, so I'm going to do my best to really explain each of them. 
uh, the best I can, because there are a lot in this. And it's a, it's a long-ass movie, too. It's like two and a half hours long. So this movie is set, uh, you know, in the world of acting. Uh, the, the lead of this movie is this uh, 40-year-old woman named Margot Channing. Margot Channing is played by Betty Davis. Betty Davis, even if you're not into movies, I'm sure you've probably heard that name before. Betty Davis is, uh, was one of the most iconic actresses ever. If you ever watched Feud, Betty and Joan, that Jessica Lange, uh, Susan Sarandon show that Ryan Murphy did uh, in 2017, that's that's Betty Davis. Betty Davis was a bit of a complicated woman. She, I say complicated because allegedly she was very, very, very much a diva and kind of hard to work with. And I'm not going to use the B word, but apparently was a bit of a B word. And that's what the history books say. Betty Davis's own daughter wrote a scathing book all about her mother. And um, I don't know, Betty Davis, though, she's been in everything. She won a whole bunch of Oscars. She's the lead in this movie. She plays Margot. Margot, like I said, is 40. She's a Broadway actress. She's very full of herself. She is. But you know what? This is kind of the thing about Margot. Margot's not like a total bitch. Like, she's not really like that kind of character. You can tell when you first meet her that, okay, she knows that people love her. She knows that she's acclaimed. She's very full of herself, but she's not like a nasty woman or anything like that. Oh, I don't like to say that. It makes me sound like Donald Trump. Let me, re let me rephrase that. She's not a mean woman. She's just, you know, yeah, she, she knows that she's the shit. You know, she knows she's the hot shit. But she kind of knows, though, that she's getting older and people are kind of looking for younger people, you know, producers and everybody. They're looking for the younger, hotter women to, you know, act in movies and act in plays and all of that. So she kind of knows that, but she's kind of a little bit in denial and she's very happy. She's got a boyfriend named Bill played by this actor named uh, Gary Merrill. I think he's how you say his name. Gary and Betty met on this movie and they fell in love and got married. Isn't that cute? Oh, that's very cute. Another fun fact, Betty Davis has a very raspy voice in this movie. I mean, she kind of always did, but you want to know why she did in this movie? Because she was fighting with her husband, not Gary, uh, this was her previous husband. She was fighting with him all the time, and when she came to set, that's why her voice was so raspy, because she had been yelling so much. Ooh, awkward, awkward, awkward. Anyway, yeah, everybody back then, they got married like 50 times. Elizabeth Taylor, how many times did she get married? Oh my god. I haven't watched one of her movies yet. I don't, Elizabeth, an Elizabeth Taylor movie hasn't been on this list yet. I really hope there is, though. Anyway, Marco's happy. Uh, she has a really good BFF named Karen, played by Celeste Holm. Uh, Karen's husband is uh, the author of the current play that Margot is in, and his name is Lloyd. He's played by Hugh Marlowe. And she's having a good life. Karen has befriended this, like, very mysterious young woman who's like a diehard fan of the show. And she's been going to all of Margot's shows, and Karen has noticed that. And she, one day, brings this woman in uh, to meet Margot. And this woman, her name is Eve. Eve is played uh, remarkably by this actor named Ann Baxter, Eve is, is uh, just right from the start a little mysterious. She looks very innocent. She looks like a very poor woman when you first meet her. You know, she looks she's she's wearing like it looks like a poncho or like a raincoat or something, and she's very shy, but there's just something a little bit off about her. But but Karen, you know, is is very, very sweet, and she brings her in and is just like, Margot, this is your big fan, and 
Karen is like, uh, or I'm sorry, Eve is like, okay, Margo, I love you so much. I've been to every one of your performances. And Margo is like, everyone? And Eve is like, yes, everyone. I've paid for everyone. I'm that big a fan. That is already a little bit of a red flag because it's like, okay, you know, we all have fans. We, we all love people. I would go to a Lady Gaga concert every time if I had enough money. But, you know, whatever. Um, okay. She's just a big fan. And Eve uh, also gives uh, her backstory. She says that she's from this really po uh, poor town in Wisconsin and her husband died in uh, World War II and she's all alone now and she just loves acting and Margot is her idol. And Karen and, and Margot and Lloyd are very much... Uh, they, they, they love Eve. Like, they do. It, she's like a child to them. Margot's uh, maid... Uh, named, her name is Birdie. She's played so good by Thelma Ritter, this great actress who was in a whole bunch of movies back then. Rear Window, I most remember her from. She's so good. Birdie's the only one who is a little suspicious. She even tells Margot in one scene, you know, this Eve girl, she seems a little too nice, you know, and she's studying you like a play. That's a line that she says. And there are a little, like, peculiarity, uh, or no, that's not the right word. There are a little, like, things that happen, like idiosyncrasies that Eve does, you know? Like, there's a scene where Margot and uh, Bill are about to kiss, and Eve kind of just jumps in and is like, hi, hello, you know? And it's like, oh, hmm, okay, well, again, just a big fan, you know? You, you don't really get it. You don't think it, I mean, I'm sorry, you don't really know that it's, like, a nefarious thing. You just think Eve is just kind of a shy girl, and whatever, no big deal, no biggie, you know? Chill the fuck out, no biggie. But there's other things, too. It's kind of just the way Eve looks at Margot. You know, there's a scene where Eve... Margot, like, hands Eve uh, her her costume for the this next show that she's doing. And Margot catches Eve on stage, like, holding the costume up to her and pretending that she's on stage and, like, bowing to everyone. And there's no one in the audience. And, e and Margot is a little bit like, oh, uh, what you doing there, you know? It's a very eerie scene. That scene is a very famous, uh, eerie part in the movie. But again, I'm skipping ahead. Everybody is very much uh, sympathetic to Eve, and Margot is especially, and she hires Eve to kind of be her, like, secretary, in a way. Birdie is not very thrilled with this, uh, because Birdie, again, is just very, a little bit, she doesn't have a good feeling about this this Eve, you know? Where did she, why did she just show up, you know? Where, who is this woman? And things start to happen that make Eve a little bit uh, of a villain in a way. You know, like there's a scene where Eve, uh, like, calls Bill because uh, Margot forgot his birthday. So she's trying to, like, make Margot, you know, she's trying to gaslight Margot and make her feel bad. And Margot becomes a little bit, she, she gets a little bit, suspicious as well with all of this and you know eve the whole time is just keeping a straight face and it's just like i'm not doing anything wrong and she's very she's a very sly woman you know she is she knows what she's doing and you can tell pretty early on in this film that okay eve has a plan and i think eve's plan is to try and get margo to retire so that Mar so that eve can you know take margo's place and be this big famous huge actress you know that. You know that pretty soon. Eve's behavior, too, gets a little more erratic. You know, she tries to seduce uh, Bill one time and, and uh, 
you know, Karen too is kind of like Margot. I think you're overreacting. I think you're overreacting. And there's kind of a bit of a, a bad moment where, uh, you know, Margot, uh, misses her performance. Um, and Karen kind of like manipulates her into missing it so that Eve can perform. And she does this too, because Eve ends up becoming Margot's understudy, which drives Margot furious. And again, everyone is like, Margot, Margot, just calm down. You're fine, you know? So that's the... Gaslighting is a big theme in this movie. It is. So everyone is very naive and, and uh, you know, gullible. And there's only one person... I mean, there's Bertie, but there's another character who comes in. He is a uh, theater critic, a British theater critic, named Addison DeWitt. He's played by George Sanders. Uh, and Addison, right from the get-go, knows that Eve is a bit of a liar. And he can just tell, you know. He wants to interview Eve, and there's a scene where he's kind of getting under Eve's skin a little bit, and Eve goes into the bathroom, and then she pops her head back out, and she's not wearing any clothes, and she's like, I'm going to take a shower. Uh, I'll be right back. And I think she's kind of expecting Addison to be like, oh, cool, boobs. Okay, cool, we'll get, we're going to sleep together. But Addison is smart. He's like very much like, no, I'm not falling for that. Like, who are you, really? What are you doing here? Things get a little bit crazier. Uh, they're all at dinner one night, and Eve brings Karen into this room, and she says, Karen, I need your husband, Lloyd. I need him to cast me as the lead in this new play. And Karen is, you know... Very nice woman, but she's like, what? No, I don't, this doesn't really sound right. And Eve says, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to tell Margot that, you know, you kind of coerced her into missing her performance so that I could play her her role that scene, uh, that night. And um, Karen is like, oh, crap. Yeah, what am I going to do? And it's, it's a weird moment because Karen then goes back to the table, uh, the dinner table with Margot and Bill. And Margot's like, actually, you know what? I made an announcement. I don't want to play uh, this character anymore. Uh, I think I'm too old. And that's when Karen kind of just bursts out laughing because she, I think it's a weird, awkward, like, oh, my God, I overthought all of that for nothing, you know? So we're nearing the end of the movie and Addison, you know, approaches Eve again. And Eve is like at the top right now. Eve now has Margot's role in the play. Uh, and the play is about to premiere in New Haven. Uh, and sorry, I totally forgot where New Haven is. Connecticut? It's Connecticut, right? Hold on. Uh, stand by. Oh, yeah, Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut. I'm sorry. Uh, Addison approaches her in her room and he tells her the whole, th he says, I know who you really are. And she's like, what? And he says, your real name isn't Eve Harrington. Your real name is Gertrude Sleshnitsky, I think is how you say it. And he also alleges her, he alleges that she was never married and that she had to leave her town because she slept with her boss who was married. And Eve is like, you know, freaking out. And Addison is, you know, there's no excuse for this, but Addison like slaps her because he just knows that Eve is trying to, again, you know, make him feel like he's a liar and everything. And Addison is a lot smarter than that. And she's kind of caught now. And he's like, what am I, you know, and what am I going to do? And Addison basically says to Eve, you know, I'm not going to do anything, but you're, you, you quote unquote, like you kind of like you're mine now, you know? And if you get this out, you know, I'm, if, if, if you, unless you ob obey my commands or whatever, I'm going to go to the press and reveal who you really are. So Eve is screwed. Eve is screwed. Karen is screwed. 
everybody is kind of screwed right now. Margot was basically forced to give up her role. Everybody is getting screwed. And this movie ends, it does end cleverly. So Eve is uh, huge again. You know, uh, Addison is kind of, you know, manipulating her right now. And she's kind of under his control in a really weird way. And Eve returns home after this this party where she got this award. And she goes to her, uh, like, really fancy apartment. And there's a woman sleeping on her couch. And Eve is like, WTF, who are you? And this young woman, she's a fan. She says her name is Phoebe. Who played Phoebe? Oh, she was this actress named uh, Barbara Bates. I don't really, I don't know her. Phoebe says, oh my God, I'm just such a fan. I'm such a fan. I just wanted to, you know, meet you. Huh. So this is the beginning of the movie. This is literally just like the beginning of the movie. Phoebe's Eve, you know? Phoebe is acting exactly how Eve acted in the beginning of the movie. And, the door, you know, there's a knock at the door, and Phoebe goes to answer it, and it's Addison, and Phoebe is very much just like, I want to be just like Eve. What do I do? And, you know, Eve basically says, okay, I think what Eve, you know, I just want you to know that what Eve did to Margot, uh, she's going to do to you, you're going to do to her. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. And Phoebe's like, okay, I don't really get what that means, but whatever. And the movie ends... Eh, kind of cheesily, but um, I get it. It ends with Phoebe picking up one of Eve's dresses, and she goes to this, like, three-way mirror, and she's holding up the dress to her, and then, you know, you get a close-up of, of Phoebe and her reflections and everything, and Phoebe is smiling and pretending that she's famous, just like her idol Eve, and the music's all da-da-da-da-da, you know, big and over-theatrical and, and dramatic, and then the movie ends. And I couldn't take that ending seriously because there's a very famous uh, movie mistake. If you look in that shot, in one in all the reflections, you can see one of the crewmen sitting behind the camera. <laughs> yeah, you see him sitting there. If you Google all about Eve, you know, cameraman or whatever, you see him sitting there. And it's so conspicuous, you know. It is so obvious. And I laughed out loud when I saw it. Okay, so look, this has a lot of good moments. Um, it really, really does. All About Eve, I think the best thing about All About Eve is the dialogue. Great dialogue in it. There's dialogue like, uh, she wants peace and quiet. Peace and quiet is for libraries, you know. Also, I totally forgot to mention, but one of Marilyn Monroe's first movie appearances, she is only in one scene in this movie. She plays this, uh, surprise, ditzy, blonde, like, actress named uh oh my god what's her name i didn't write it down claudia caswell and she has this great line where she says you know why do the men always look like unhappy rabbits she doesn't, she doesn't have an accent I, I cannot do a marilyn monroe impression but of course marilyn monroe is only in one scene and she totally dominates it and it's so good so what's the big deal with this movie um it's like i said before it's a great setup i think it's great characters it's just very long and it's all talk, 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 talk. It's all talk. All talk. It's all dialogue. There's nothing wrong with the movie. That's all dialogue. But I just wish that Mankiewicz, the director, added more style to it. I wanted, like, the shots to be more unique, you know? I didn't want the movie to be feel so theatrical and so much like a play. And that's what it feels like. And I think that's my thing with All About Eve. That's why I don't really love it. I'm honestly, I'm very bored by this movie. I'm just very bored by it. 
I think maybe if another director had did it, had done it, like, I don't know, Hitchcock or, or God, like Orson Welles or something. I don't know. Maybe the movie came out at the wrong time. Maybe, you know, back in the, this is 1950, movies back then, you know, excluding like Hitchcock and, and uh, Orson Welles, directors weren't really, I don't really think a lot of them were taking style into play as much until much later years, you know? That's, I mean, that's a, not totally true. There, Of course, there are some directors that did that, but All About Eve is just a very boring movie to me. It's very boring. It's boring. I don't know how else to say it. It's boring. Great dialogue, but yawn. Yawn. So I do want to talk a little bit, though, about, um, really quickly, about the making of this movie, because, you know, th this short story that is uh, the movie was based on uh, the Wisdom of Eve was actually super similar to this movie. Um, there was an actress named Elizabeth Bergner. She was this Austrian actress and she basically hired this fan to be her assistant. And she kind of found out that the fan had kind of dark motives and was sort of trying to, you know, steal the spotlight from her. And that's the end. That's it. That's all that really happened. So again, it's like a great, um, idea for a movie and I, I think also the interesting thing about all about eve is how it, the movie was a little bit of uh, art imitating life because betty davis was this huge oscar-winning actress when it came out but it was similar similarly in the movie margot and betty were were older when this came out you know and betty davis she acted a lot more of course whatever happened to baby jane one of the creepiest freaking movies ever that came out uh 12 years after this movie so betty davis was still doing it but i think similar to margot betty davis was kind of getting old you know she was and younger people like ann baxter were coming in and kind of like i said stealing the spotlight betty davis allegedly was not happy that ann baxter was getting more attention than her when this movie came out she didn't like that. She and Ann Baxter both got Best Actress nominations for the movie. Neither of them won, though. Judy Holiday won for Born Yesterday. Great movie. But that happened a lot. And, you know, Betty Davis and Celeste Holm did not get along. Celeste Holm was the actress who played uh, Karen, her best friend in the movie. I found this great quote that uh, Celeste Holm says... Uh, Oh, God, and I can't find it. Oh, God, where did, is this quote? See, this is the thing. I always take freaking notes, and I can never find the quotes. Oh, she says, Celeste Holm says that on the first day that they were filming All About Eve, Celeste Holm walked onto the set, and she said, good morning to Betty Davis. You know, now, usually when you say good morning, you say, oh, good morning, back, or you say hi, you know. Betty Davis replied, oh, shit, good manners, uh, what, excuse me? Huh? And Celeste said that she never spoke to Betty again. Now, Betty later said uh, about Celeste Holm, she basically called her a bitch, um, which is kind of, you know, sad. I mean, they just, yeah. I don't know what to think about, about um, Betty Davis. I really, really don't. Betty Davis said, filming All About Eve was a happy, was a very happy experience. The only bitch in the cast was Celeste Holm. <laughs> drama, drama, drama. But Ann Baxter actually had no issue at all working with Betty Davis. I, I, I bring that up, though, because, you know, I think that's the thing about All About Eve that maybe a lot of critics love so much, is that it's such a, a true story, you know? It is. 
I think it was one of the probably, if not the first movie to really expose uh, uh, diva behavior, you know, in, in the entertainment business. Just diva behavior. I mean, diva. That's kind. Of, that's a. That's a pejorative. But you know, I. It was like the first movie to really explore how actors and the people involved with them—they're not all amazing people, you know. They're, they're not. So I mean, like I give all about Eve credit for its really three-dimensional characters. I really, really do. I think my only real qualm with it is that. Uh, I just wish, I wish the movie had a little bit more spice, you know, a little, I wish it was a little bit more feisty in, in its, in its approach to this, this really fun, juicy bombshell of a story, you know, and it just, it, it, I think, I think it's just, it's missing that, it's missing that, you know, but I'm totally wrong, I could be totally wrong, this movie is a classic, and do I recommend it, you know what, yeah, I'm gonna say yes, I will. Are you going to enjoy it? I don't know. I, uh, you know, I don't know. Do you like slow movies with a lot of quick, witty dialogue? Yes. I also, before I, I'm done here, I but before I finish, I just want to say one thing. I think I would have liked All About Eve if it was just about Eve and not about all these other characters, you know? I think that's one reason why All About Eve just isn't for me. I think it's a very bloated movie. It's very bloated. It's very long, and there's just a lot that happens. And I may have liked it more if it was strictly about Eve, you know? I mean, no offense to Betty Davis's performance, because, yeah, she's great in this, but I just, I just, I, I could have done without Margot. I really, really could have done without that character. What's the more of all about Eve? Oh, God, don't, go, just don't act. Don't go to Hollywood, because everyone sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's, it's, I guess that's, you know, it, it's kind of a, a pessimistic view of uh, Hollywood, this movie, definitely. But yeah, I guess it's the moral. Um, be, uh, be, be, be cynical when you get into the entertainment business and, uh, you know, beware. And also the big moral is that growing up sucks. Aging sucks because then you're not going to get cast in as many roles, probably. And you're not going to be the hot young woman anymore, or the hot young man, or the hot young person, whatever you identify as. That's kind of the sad truth about All About Eve. Damn. Where did I watch this movie? Where can you watch it? Well, if you have TCM, TCM uh, actually has a streaming platform. It's not like, I don't know if it's like a, like, you know, you can like download it on Roku or anything, but... I watch this online on my computer. It's just, you know, the, the TCM channel. And you can stream it there. If you don't have TCM, unfortunately, you are going to have to uh, rent this movie for, like, $3.99. I'll leave it up to you. I hope I didn't, like, scare you or, you know, I'm not trying to undermine this movie. Because I know that there is a lot of good in it. I just think it's a little overrated. It's just not one of my favorites. But I do recommend it. And on that note, God, I, like, did not take one break. That This was, like... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, I had a lot to say about this movie. I'm really glad I did. I am glad that I, um, ah, there's a bug. Jesus Christ, there's a bug. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there's a Philadelphia crawler that was crawling right towards me. That's really what they're called. Google that, a Philadelphia crawler. Wow, I got that on, on, on audio. Oh my God. 
What was I saying? I just lost track. Well, look, if I talk a lot, it means that I am passionate about a movie and I have a lot to say about it, regardless of if I like the movie or not. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of I'm Reviewing Hair. You got to hear me uh, freak out at a bug for the first time. That's never happened before. It's probably going to happen again because I live in a city uh, infested with bugs. The lantern flies are probably coming back soon, and I am not looking forward to those sons of bitches. Thank you all for tuning in, though. New episodes of I'm Reviewing here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, we got a lot more classical Hollywood movies coming up that I cannot wait to rewatch. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe. Leave a review if you want to. If you don't want to, no biggie. I really don't care. You can also follow me on Instagram at I'm Reviewing Here, or you can follow me personally at Mabusi. Why are you laughing? It's my last name, B-U-S-S-Y. It's not a butt put. Okay, it's not that. Just enough with that. Uh, and also, lastly, I am on YouTube. If you want to just stream these episodes from there, totally fine. And this podcast, of course, is available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all so much. This is so much fun. <coughs> I need water now, and I got to go get a paper towel to kill this dead bug. Bye-bye.